Welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, hiding out from the podcast accountants, is Trevor Scott. Are they here? They'll never find us. They'll never catch us alive. Not in this bunker. As long as we continue numbering our episodes appropriately. Yes. Before we are ready for 300. Yes. But yes, we will hide in this bunker. Yes. This this tiny in little bunker. Um, and in fact, separate sections of the bunker. So we are still talking through Discord, but uh, we are in the same yeah. like vicinity. It's mostly for like scent related reasons. We're just not really into each other's musks. No. Or our Elons, for that matter. Nor, like, I don't know, some other lolly thing, because I'm just thinking Musk sticks now. Oh, okay. I was going billionaires, but yeah. (sighs) Okay, what the fuck is this show? It's a comedy game sign podcast. So, uh, let's do... Click pitch? Okay. (laughs) Three to one click. Uh, Let's get into it. Ooh. How How would you say... Oh, what would you think if instead of ramped up click picture that we do all the fucking time? Mm-hmm. What if we just did classic, um, classic, classic one word, one each word each click pitch, click pitch, just to all see right. what the fuck happens. All right, so one word each. We're gonna say them out loud, turn them into a game design, and uh, see how it goes. And then we'll do it a few times, and then we're done. Yeah, enjoy. Spectrum. Prize. So what do you, what year did the was it the ZX Spectrum or something? I'm thinking of like retro game oh, consoles yes. or computers. Yes, big blocky fucking pixels. Yeah, was that like similar to the Commodore 64, the Spectrum? Yeah, it's like the same I era, so. like 81 yeah. to like it's like ColecoVision. Think Atari 2600. When you think if if you think that pixel is big enough, make it ten times make bigger. It- Make like, it bigger. Make it bigger. I've been watching Cobra Kai. Okay. Yep. So, that sort of 80s style, 80s throwback is appealing to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so what are we doing with this, with these big-ass pixels? Well, uh, okay, uh, I wasn't necessarily thinking, and we, we can go this way, but that it was doing, on a, on a spectrum, it was more- set in that era and it's some sort of thing where the prize is a ZX Spectrum. Okay. We have like in-game, like an in-game game that um, yep. is like the game that they really, really want to play. And it's the big yes. blocky thing. So we get to have some fun with it. We get to do some cutscenes in fucking big blocky pixels. But then we yeah. have this lovely sort of um, stylized graphics a la... Well, I, every time I think stylized, I just think Wind Waker, because right. out of all the Zelda games, like, if you look at all the 3D Zelda games, Wind Waker still fucking holds up like it came out last week. A cel-shaded 80s style would be interesting. I, getting across the 80s is, is tricky. The good thing about cel-shaded is it, it has bright colours, and really, if you go bright with neons and like hyper color yeah. t-shirts and all these sort of things like i think you can sell that a little although bit. although what i do hyper like color is that. very late 80s early 90s but still you know yeah but there's, there's still a lot of that like neon stuff yeah um although what i do like about 80s throwback 
like this is when they've got a bit of when they're grounded a little bit as well. And so you've actually got a lot of like browns and wood, like what's the wood paneling you've got. Wood paneling and stuff. Uh, Just those styles of shaggy carpet, which is coming from, coming from the seventies, but you've got the hairstyles. I mean, the hairstyles are are big and absolutely. But look, I could see that working in a cell shaded way. um, Still. So, yeah, let's go with that. I like this idea of almost uh, not quite Ma- the wizard Mario 3, you know, Fred Savage thing, but something along those lines where, like, it's sort of making this video game tournament into a bigger thing. And yeah. It's, it's this game that, yeah, like, they've has been anticipated or- It's like, it's like the next game, you know, Pong was huge- and now the ZX Spectrum has come out and they've got like this other version of tennis. Cause I'm just picturing that it's like, it's that sort of thing of it's still it's like. It's called Pong, Thwack. But it's, it's called Thwack. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but instead of being on a horizontal plane that you got the paddles on either side, mm. it's the vertical thing and you've. Mm, and it's like. They've, they've, they've shifted the game. They've pivoted. Yeah. They've, it's also got one extra game mode. Oh my god! You know what? What you could, could it be? You, you know what I actually want to see, and this this is actually my pitch for the entire game now. Like fuck everything mm. else that we talked about. Four player pong. <laughs> We're just making four player pong. I mean, it's got to have been done. Two people on the vertical, two people on the horizontal, and whoever, whichever side it goes goes out of. You're fucked. <laughs> like you lose, you lose the point, and then you have to do a punishment, and that punishment is a pongishment, a pongishment, or a thwackishment. Uh, you just get thwacked, uh, thwacked with electricity through the controller. Get thwacked. That's the <laughs> that's the like uh, catchphrase, the subtitle for the the marketing slogan. Slogan is what I was going for. Hook the electrodes up to your genitals and <laughs> play get thwacked. Get thwacked. No, I'm just, I mean, four-player Pong, that's that's pretty cool, but it's like... <laughs> four-player Pong, that's what Thwack is. That's in the game. It's four-player Pong. This is the first... It doesn't have to be the actual ZX Spectrum, like, so we don't have to be historically accurate. <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's an old, blocky fucking ZY console, Spectrum, like, <laughs> you know. Um, ZA Spectrum, so it was like, it's really early on in the... In the- <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it's the AA. It's the AA. It's the AA continuum. <laughs> but blocky is all fuck. Like, literally, we're talking thirty-two pixels by thirty-two pixels. That's like how blocky this. Yeah, sure. Look, and I think we're focusing very much on what the actual game is inside the game. But I think then outside the game, this is like a again sort of. When you think of 80s, it often feels like that E.T. Stranger Things, I mean, the same thing that Stranger Things is going for with, like, a bunch of kids and they're all out doing something, having an adventure or whatever. Yeah, Super 8. <laughs> super 8, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just I mean, go they're with, all trying to, they're all the, trying to the recapture worst, basically like- the combination of E.T. and the Goonies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, those are, those are the sort of, and, and maybe, like, Stand By Me and whatever, like- yeah. There's, there are a bunch where it's just a bunch of, t- you know, young teens out in the world. But set in like a- I, I do like your idea of having like the wizard-like tournament. And that 
you know, the, the final round is like Yeah, that. I think they're trying to get there. I think the whole game is getting to this tournament. And along the way, they they see the equivalent of the power glove for the AA continuum, <laughs> um, and and it's like it's it's like it's an is it an extra special dial? You know how Pong had the oh you you know you know what it actually is? It's it's a controller that has two buttons because right, most yeah. most controllers out at the time had one button. So I like the idea that you know. It's a, yeah. like an Atari controller that has- And they're like, buttons. what does the extra button do? What could it do in Thwack? There's n- we have no idea. It serves just that little bit faster. Well, like bit if, you hit it, if you hit spin. it at the- Yeah, it spins. It, it you, you, spin you actually see the pixel spin. Like, and it, it becomes- <laughs> so, so, And they've actually done that, like- there's, there's a fucking, like, ray in the cathode ray tube or whatever that's rotating. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking work. It, it, it's like a physical group of pixels that are literally spinning. <laughs> that are literally spinning in the way that they're being fired into this tube. Yeah. <laughs> there's something behind... There's something mechanical behind it. Uh, <laughs> you hear the gears whirring. Uh, but no, like, the the big finale definitely has to be, like, them figuring out how to use this button and, and whatever it does faster than their opponent, right? Uh, whether it does, yeah, like, at, you know, as the ball hits your panel, your, your paddle, if you hit it, it, like, puts spin on the ball or something and, and then you have some moments of just, like... Like the ball, the these pixels like gliding past the enemy, curving. And it's like this doesn't look like it's actually thirty-two pixels, and they go, "It's actually sixty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Double the resolution." <laughs> and oh, you you know what we can put in now because you know the 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 controller has B and A now on there. It's like mm-hmm. up up. Down, down, left, right, Actually, it's, left, it's right. A1 and, it's A1 and A2 because it's, it's the AA continuum. <laughs> A1 and A2. It's A1 it's, and A2. And you still get to do the Konami code. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you're you're the one that figure, figures it out. A1, and, A1, A2, A2. And it goes, <laughs> upgraded 64 pixels. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like along the way, they've somehow decoded the Konami code. And it's not the Konami code in this; it's whatever. But which is just it makes you, you no know, sense. You, you know like who works it out all along. Their you know path. who you know who works it out. The character mm. that you'd like. Why do I? Under, why do this character Con Army? Um, uh. Why? Why? Why does that sound so familiar? And then he goes, "No, it's the twins, Con and Amy." Con Amy. <laughs> yep. And it turns out that it's actually the Con Amy code, uh, mm. but it's, it was built for them. Konami, wow! It's like no, it's Con Amy. Fuck you. <laughs> well, actually, I kind of like that. That maybe these set of twins are sort of the main characters, because if it's four player Thwack, then they like work together. They have to I'll work together. To- you know, yeah. where, where they're, yeah, they're like across from each other, they're or across from each other, it. like yeah, keeping themselves in in the game. That's yeah. fucking great. <laughs> Con and Amy, <laughs> Con, so a- Con and Amy code. <laughs> it's like the Da Vinci code, but <laughs> the Con and Amy code. <laughs> and it's oh, Con K O N K O N. Yeah. yeah. 
Then Amy with an I. Yeah, Amy with an I. This is very trendy for the 80s to change their name like that. Yeah, I mean, they're super progressive. I mean... Yeah. Who are the villains? Because you've got to have a villain in the game. Like... Yeah, 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 definitely. Or at least your main... Antagonist. Antagonist. And whether you sort of have them... Well, I was going to say whether you have them team up at the end, but I don't think that would work with the with Con and Amy working together or whatever. No, I, I Maybe there's it. even tension between Con and Amy of who's going to win it. Like, they're really competitive with each other or something. And they, one of, you know, they sacrifice something for the other to to get it or, or yeah, or yeah. it's a team thing and they have to work together. Um, but then, yes, yeah, so I definitely want like a, a, you know, again, like Karate Kid style, the, the antagonist. I don't know. I'm. I'm seeing it as. <laughs> I kind of want. It, I kind of want like that typical German antagonist in there. You know, <laughs> that that's you know giving them shit throughout throughout the whole thing. And <laughs> I feel like that is right for the the uh, period. Yeah. And then some fucking German teenager. Ooh, I I, I kind of like the 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 other. The other character is just like this kind of silent character who turns out to be like really, really good at the game, and therefore it's sort of sort of like this person's going to win if if we don't work together, and mm. and they sort of come back a la one of those comeback fights. And it's like you're the and best. I want the final scenes. I want, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I want the tournament scenes to feel like a Karate Kid style tournament where like, as they, as these things are happening and they're like, Oh, like these big overreactions to, to losing points. And <laughs> you just like half, half, half of the, like the last half hour of the screen is like 90% close ups on like, 20 pixels at once. <laughs> We're just, just seeing these like close calls and I, I just I just love it because you know if, I haven't seen the wizard for ages but I remember that until they get to the end like they don't know what they're actually what the final game is and you know when right, they yeah. when they play it at the end it's like Super Mario 3 and it's like <laughs> oh my god no one's ever seen this game before and it's like this huge Nintendo commercial. Um, yeah, I know. It's pretty fucking crazy, actually, that they just made a whole fucking movie to advertise that game. Um, that's really cool. Let's three, two, let's one, click. On. Yeah, let's three, two, one, click. Reader. Hurry. Hurry? Hurry. Hurry. <laughs> Hurry, Reader. Educational game. Okay. And this is called, it's called Hurry, Reader? It's all about learning how to speed read. Okay. So we but we throw some gameplay in there. Well, I'm thinking that it's like a visual novel or or, or an interactive novel sort of thing. Mm. But the words come at you really really fast that like if you don't if you don't if you can't speed read then yeah. you're kind of fucked in the game. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. They ask you questions at the end. They ask you questions at the at the end of each each scene and it's like what what's going on between these two characters? Why why are they arguing right now? Or even just or even just not not necessarily quizzing you on it, but even just the other character then asks you questions that seem like it's really important to the story to answer this right. And if you haven't actually understood what's going on, then uh, you're fucked. Yeah, things go badly. Of course, we could just 
go away with that because that's kind of a, <laughs> a <laughs> shitty idea that I just quickly came up with. But. I mean, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll admit there's not a lot of meat on those yeah. bones for uh, for a podcast. Well, I was I was wondering whether Reader could be taken in a slightly different direction to maybe like a card reader or like a barcode reader Ooh. or something. Yes. Like having to read barcodes quickly could be interesting, like scanning barcodes in mm. VR or something. Ooh, I do like that. It's- like the physicality of, <laughs> of, scanning finding, shit, like- of finding the barcode on something, scanning it. Ooh, I- <laughs> it's an apocalypse, right? And yeah. all this shit's going down, but you need to finish stock take. So, right. so it's all about taking taking a little scanner and finding the barcode on these these big things, and the barcode could be anywhere on this thing, and then you got to like right, like on a giant mech mech or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, it's like, like where they put the fucking barcode it's like on this you, you look at you look at the window and there's all this lava coming your way, and it's like ready, begin. <laughs> you're like, oh shit! <laughs> like, well, I, I just actually just because I said something. I said T one. Like, I love the idea of having to like barcode all these killer androids <laughs> that are like in this factory or whatever. These different models. It's like, you know, oh okay. I know that on this one, you know, the barcode's on the top of the rocket launcher. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one thing I definitely want to bring into this is precision, like long distance barcoding, like snipe barcoding. <laughs> <laughs> like you've got a scope on your thing and you have to find it from a distance. And- <laughs> or, you know, you can no scope it and oh, get extra points. What I love, and this, this is stuff that I wish more games would do, like- when you start realizing that, oh no, anything in this world that has a barcode can be scanned, and yeah. like, and they can add different effects to whatever whatever you're doing. You look out the window and you you see the lava coming your way, and then you go, "Hang on, like, I I see on that lava rock there's there's a barcode <laughs> on the lava." Rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like the idea of. Of, yeah, like, scanning the barcode, then having some gameplay effect or having some effect on your equipment or, or like, learning, you know, bringing something into your system that you can then do something with. And, yes, I think there's an interesting, in a very sort of portal-esque way of, you know, for the first few levels or whatever, only the things in front of you that you're stock taking or whatever or scanning have barcodes, but then something happens and you realize, wait a sec, that thing out there's got a barcode or fucking the, the robot guard or whatever has a barcode and you realize that you can get information about it or something. And or- then you look down at the tiles and you go, hang on a second. <laughs> that looks like a QR code and you run upstairs and you look down and you're like, Beep. right. Yeah. And it's like, Hidden it, ones it, across it's like the like witness. That perspective thing. It's yeah. like the witness in the fact that there are lots of environmental barcodes around. Like, yeah. if you happen to go behind some shelves and you move it in just the right way and you turn the lights off and then you put the put the torch on, like, you see, like, the white see, and the black. The, and yeah. it's like, con- keep that, make that contrast. Oh, and then, like, yeah, well, you, so have, cool. you could have puzzles with having to, like, move crates around into place that, ha- you know, to finish the barcode and get them lo- lining up with other things. Or you just can move 
move this this crate that has the white top off of the black square into a white square mm. so that it so that it matches up or something. Yeah. Well, I kind of then <laughs> I like the idea the the whole the whole like end revelation of this game is you start finding barcodes like in nature. Mm. Um, again, just looking from the right perspective and looking out for the contrast. And the whole, the final discovery is that basically you're in a simulation or something because you like, you scan the cloud and, you know, you're starting to get information on that. And then you scan, you, you go up in a fucking helicopter and, and line it up and scan the entire earth. And, it, you know, it's like earth point, you know, 1.75 <laughs> simulation OS or whatever. God OS. <laughs> <laughs> God OS. <laughs> oh my God! There's just there's something about having those those kind of puzzles, and as I said, it's stock take. So it's all about you know, it's more about just cataloging everything. Yeah, and I I think even though I said you know there was there was some sort of apocalypse happening, I know just. Finding out that it's like stock take is fifty percent done. It's like, but I've I've done everything. <laughs> but I've done everything in here. Yeah, and, and then you just being able to find that. Oh no, there's more barcodes in here than what than what you think. It's like got elements of like Katamari Damacy or something, where you just keep expanding outwards to find more and more things to barcode scan. You you look at you look at your computer and it's like, oh no, on the on the side here it's got a barcode. What if I what if I just it's like, yeah, yep, catalogued. Okay, uh, pick up the mouse, and underneath it, it's like there's a barcode there, like a QR code. And I mean, there's a lot. So, I mean, we've we've gone in a variety of different directions, and I don't think they all mesh with each other. But I could definitely see a almost a, a chill puzzle game kind of vibe to it as well, almost like an unpacking or something where, or or like fucking power wash simulator. I don't know. That's a weird kind of. Uh, thing to make, but just that satisfaction of ticking things off a list. Yeah. So that I could see, you know, yeah, it's like, oh, this computer has a barcode. Okay, scan that. But it gives you in your little stock take thing, oh, there are like four related things or something. It's like, oh, okay. And you can look around. Oh, the mouse underneath, look underneath the mouse. Oh, that's got a barcode. You know, oh, the, speech, the, next, the speakers The next thing is you, know. you open up the battery compartment and the battery has a the barcode. The batteries have barcode. Yeah, well, that's it. And it's like- it's sort, of, it's sort of this chill seeking out all the barcodes on all the different things. Yeah. Because as you, fuck as the you word hurry because you don't need it anymore because we found the fun. Yeah, that's it. it, it's, it it's the opposite of that. We've, we've just taken the antithesis of the word. and It's why hurry? Why hurry, barcode scanner? Stock take. <laughs> take stock of your life. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> take stock of your life. Uh, <laughs> and definitely still in VR, though, I think. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because that- the, the angle left and right doesn't like matter which, actual, which yeah. hand you know you can just click a button and just like it opens beep. up the, the and you pick up beep, put it down this i mean there's something throw. very satisfying to just scanning things you know yeah oh and yeah and I could, well that's it if, you're saying if throw, you, like of course you can throw things around but you need to like you'll have different people playing in different ways where it's like well i need to scan everything in this room and i need to remember what i've scanned so 
you know, how am I going to do this? Like, okay, stack all the things on one side that I've scanned, whatever, or other people will just literally, now throw it, away, throw it away, like I'll find it. And if I scan it again, it beeps, says you've already done does it. Does a different beep and goes- Does a different beep, exactly. Boop, boop. <laughs> oh my God. If, if, you get, if you get the beeps, like, you obviously, you're not going to want the exact same the version of the beep, but if you get 30 different beeps that just have, like, one's a happy beep, one's, <laughs> one's a, a little bit- like, of you like end up a melancholy, telling a whole story through the melancholy through the beep. Um, well, it's kind of like unpacking, right? Where they did how many thousands of sounds of different like things as you move them mm. around. Uh, I'm sort of really feeling inspired by that as a as a comparison now because yeah, like okay, there's thirty happy beeps, thirty melancholy beeps, like. But depending on like the object and the resulting beep that you get, there's there's this, there's environmental storytelling in there in a really subtle way. <laughs> Yes. It's like, why is my barcode scanner unhappy with this teddy bear? Oh, it's remembering when it was a- when it- Yeah, then you go into your computer, you got a history. Oh, I love the idea that every item has a stock. It's It's got a history, but all it is is when, is when it was scanned and where or something. Yeah. And through that, you're just like <laughs> telling these stories of the travel of these objects. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's something about that. I really love it. It's definitely got that just real satisfying feel to it. Yeah. One All right. more. One. Yeah. Yeah. Expectation. Dynamics. Dynamics and expectation. So, when I think of expectation, I think of, like, defying expectation in some way. Mm. Like, we're setting something off up for the player and then- subverting that and when i think of dynamics i think of the adventures of willie beamish <laughs> <laughs> dynamics was that with an x yes but it, not this one but it's yeah it's yeah, like yeah. I, I heard dynamics and i i immediately went to like or uh, seven jo- or jones, Nova was jones in the fast lane was that a dynamics game uh either that or was, was that a sierra one that might have been a sierra one sierra um but Another classic Dynamics game was The Incredible Machine, and then that turned into a Sierra game afterwards. Uh, but, yeah, I'm thinking, ooh, what if we set it up that it's going to be like a classic point and click, and then we subvert that expectation? Like, oh, okay. that it kind of, it becomes a little bit meta. Yeah, because point and click, point and click adventures have never done meta before. No. They're always, like, straight down the line here. Always. Are you thinking genre-wise? Yeah, I'm, well? I'm, think, I'm thinking that it's sort of a la, a la the there is no game where where they kind of mm. subverted the the whole adventure game sort of thing with the interface. I kind of yeah. like the idea of our character mentioning something about the interface being broken and needing to fix something in the I wonder background. If we can, I wonder if we can do a similar sort of thing with a different genre, where the interface really like affects things. And, and is is a physical kind of object and you have to, like, break it and fix it and and whatever. What if it was a platforming adventure game? Mm, okay, platforming. You you use the UI to, like, climb on things, fix fix certain things with the with the UI so that yeah. you can you can actually you know, well, click like on the, the inventory of, and all this sort of stuff and of like you get an unlimited life hack because you figure out a way to sort of f- stop the screen moving and then you go up to your own 
like hearts up the top and pick up another one and it like <laughs> gives pick, you another pick, one and then you pick, just do pick, it again pick, and pick 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 <clears throat> lots of heart containers <laughs> yeah or like or you find out you can grab them and use them as a weapon or something and that's like a mechanic in there of the, they're they're sharp you, and then yeah, them, yeah. then they kind you, of you shove them on a, the like <laughs> where would you get like a a shaft from for an to make an arrow out of a heart. The score counter when there's a one, <laughs> right, makes a perfect arrow. <laughs> um, so the score is in binary. Just so there's a lot of ones in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like. I like that idea of essentially your user interface is your inventory and your ammo. Yeah. Um, and your health, like all of the above. Yeah. That's that's kind of fun. But th- there's something about our character not wanting to be in a um not wanting to be in Ooh. a in a classic adventure game. They want they want the run and jump sort of stuff. Mm. And they're being made what to about, sort of what about- be in this thing and you get to Play with I mean, that's all, that's almost a bit of Lair of the Clockwork God there, too, with the, the platforming and adventuring. Yeah. But uh, I was just trying to think of other ways we could- I do need to finish the, that game one day. Fuck. For the platformer. It's really good. I love it. If I you love can it so fi- much. If you can fix the camera, like, if you can stop the camera, that you find a way to, like, bust out of the edge of the camera, mm-hmm. and then you're like- And obviously, the actual camera still follows you out, but it's just, like, blackness out there- <laughs> and so you're just like walking on the outside of the window into the world, but you could use that almost as a puzzle mechanic where as long as you can fix the camera there, like in a spot where that wall doesn't exist, you can like go up, climb over and then like have the camera catch up to you or something. And you've gotten past a in you know a wall that otherwise didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm picturing a puzzle now where the character actually does kind of like a, uh, you know, the the drugging of the poodles sort of thing in Monkey Island, mm. where you drug, you drug, like- Drug the camera. Drug, drug the camera operator, <laughs> you know, or you just distract him with, with like food services or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> while you go off and do something else. I do like that idea of, or you just bribe him, like there's a, for this mechanic, when the, at the point that this mechanic comes about- there's like a conversation that you're having with, like you realize that there's someone behind the camera that you can talk to and you come up with some sort of deal where it's like, uh, okay, if I pay you 50 bucks, will you not follow me with the camera? <laughs> like, I just want to see something. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, you like bust out the top of it. And from that point on, like, again, like maybe you've just got a money meter that you can also then like mess with in different ways, but you spend 50 bucks every time you want to, Mm. Freeze the camera, basically. I do. Oh, I know. I keep on now thinking about what if in the game, like a lot of the time when we play these three D adventure games, you know, we the 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 game player are in control yeah. of the character from a third person point of view. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of we were actually the camera operator and anything that we answer is actually from the camera operator's point of view or the um right and therefore are we even controlling the character then or is this a, is I this think, a bit I of our like second person bit, bit of your second person sort of stuff yeah of, 2ps 
you you're sort of going through moving the camera slightly and you know implementing the ui because it's in a 2d space that ui now becomes a platform for our character to automatically climb on and <laughs> right yeah look doing that in 3d space definitely complicates things a i bit, mean that, that could it, be interesting it, it kind of adds in that um i can't remember the name of the name of the game they were sort of doing the um mc escher sort of stuff but it only existed- like a super liminal yeah super liminal that's yeah yeah doing it with the ui yeah where it's like move move that part of the ui there and then like disconnect the ui from the camera in yeah. some way or something and then it's a thing in the world yeah that's pretty cool I'll i mean like look that. there's there's a few different things there um i think for this game that we that we've done for here, I think the idea of having the the character in talk to talk to the camera operator and bribe them to not move the camera while they <laughs> yeah you know, yeah yeah I think not move the scene camera like I think there's different. I actually really like the idea of a two D platformer and messing with those sorts of UI and and fourth wall breaking stuff, you know, including to the point that maybe there is a a thing where like. The camera operator moves in 3D space, like rotates, mm. <laughs> which never happens in a 2D platformer. And, and suddenly you're like, either you're viewing it from the front and it's sort of all weirdly 3D now, or you're just seeing the flat planes and, and realizing that you're a, <laughs> you're a 2D object. <laughs> in a 3D and, world. And the- and that, like, the Z value is, is means that you're actually not close to that, uh, you know, brick back there because you're all the way in front of it because they want you to- they want you drawn in front of it or something. <laughs> oh, God, I'm just having flashbacks into, uh, like, Unity and, and you know, using yeah, well, an orthographic that's camera. That's done, yeah. <laughs> well, even just switching to a perspective camera- and having something like- Oh, and, and all of a sudden the background <laughs> is just this tiny little thing in the background. Like, yeah. Because it's so yeah. far back in the Z value. <laughs> That'd be weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh, and the character can then pick up the background and put it in their pocket. Like, that's that's actually kind well, of cool. It, yeah, like, you, could, you could do some, like, size stuff. Yeah, that's oh, it's breaking. Ma- it's breaking my brain now. It's, it's breaking too late my to brain a bit. Think of the and just implications. You, you, you pay that. You can pay the camera operator to move it to a perspective camera, so you can take the background, put it in your pocket. Then when he goes back to the orthographic, it's now like a blank canvas, and you can do whatever you like. Yeah, because yeah, it's fall through the world or whatever. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I fucking love this. Like it's so, <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, that's wild. All right, but I think. Before we uh, break our brains even further, thinking about how we can deconstruct the 2D platformer. That is the end of episode 299.2. 299.2. That's right. We're making our way to 300. Very slowly. When, it's, One when point, we're good and ready. According to the podcast accountants. Yeah. I mean, we, we are legally required, as we have said. Yes. And uh, uh, to they wait. are searching for us at the moment because we did mention- the 300 word, and we've done it again this week. So well, we've-, we've talked about the- they don't like us talking about them at all. No. They're very secretive. They're a secretive organisation. They're just as secretive as Myriad. Um- <laughs> shh, 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 come on. You can't talk about that. They'll come for us. 
Anyway, thanks for joining us this week on Pistol. Uh, if you want to find any of our other episodes online, you can go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of our episodes are up there, ready for your listening pleasure. If you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance, and it's off the album Containment Failure by the band Kuridas. So search it in Google, you'll find it. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I need to go because there's like an overnight midnight sale for the AA Continuum and i got to get me one of those. Oh, you bastard. Bastard.